ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mangry Nation podcast. Welcome to it. Uh, no prep, no prep other than just watching a game, watching another game, sprinting up here. Uh, you know, yours truly is at the Ford Center at Star. Uh, I am Adam Martinez, MingreenNation.com proprietor, and with me uh, for basketball season at least, as usual, Mr. Greg Godecker. How are you doing? Wherever it is that you are, Katy, Texas, doing really good. <laughs> That's it. I mean, you, you better be doing good because North Texas Mean Green just just whipped up on the Rice Owls. Uh, they came out. They were mean to them. They hurt their feelings, man. <laughs> um, look, we we talked a, a lot about it on um, what day did we do it? Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. I think we did a podcast. Yeah, yeah. We talked yeah. about Uzman, yeah. right? And he came out and he was extremely sharp. Dude wasn't missing anything. Um, he was fired up, locked in, ready to go. Same thing with Thomas Bell. And they went right at Rice. And and we knew that they could do that. Yeah, so the, the thing about Usman, I, you know, I don't even have the stats in front of me. Uh, this is how terrible. Uh, Eight of ten from the, you know, field. over for two from the free throw line. Eight rebounds, four offensive, four defensive. Yeah. Three block shots. And the thing was, like, in that first half, he had 14, right? It was 14. He had yeah. 16 for the game. He had 14 in the first half. And, I mean, he was just killing Fiedler in there. Like, he was, you know, <laughs> I was joking. Like, he, he took him in there. He put him to sleep, you know. He tucked him in. He says, it's night-night time, you know. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, he was great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, Usman, great. Uh, I thought everybody played well. I don't know that anybody on the team didn't do something good, uh, didn't execute most of the game plan. I mean, a lot of it, like, you know, I think I saw you tweet about um, uh, Mardres McBride getting uh, getting into the lane and getting buckets, right? Yeah, so Mardres went one of seven from downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a lot of rushed looks in the first half. He got a lot of better looks in the second half, still wasn't able to convert but he didn't dwell on that, right? He, he got into the lane and he finished some tough shots at the rim. He went five of six from two point range and finished with 13 points. And that's, I mean, that's just, that's a solid game for him. Yeah. And so like, I think what was great about him, his game was that he was attacking the basket and uh, I didn't really, really write about this, but um, one thing I saw that Charlotte was doing was bully balling um, rice and I made a little note to myself. I found that note as I was getting set up here. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't know that we we're gonna. Po- we don't really have guards that post up, but you don't necessarily need to post up to get inside the lane to be physical with with, with these guys. Um, you know, Mardrez got a got a step, got in the lane, did a little jump stop, pump fake, and then created space and got a bucket. Like that's as good as a post up. Right? We don't need him to get in there and start doing some Akeem Olajuwon type stuff. <laughs> you know. And, and that was it. Like, we could get into the lane. Uh, I at the, I saw uh, Usman getting buckets over three dudes. And some of those are some guards that are trying to dig down. I saw Bell doing the same. I, I saw a lot of just, you know, being physical and saying, uh, what did I say? Be mean and be ruthless. I thought I, I thought that they did that. Yeah, I, I do a little game plan, right? Um, be, what did I say? <laughs> I said, be crisp on offense, right? Uh, that's execute, set your screens, don't be sloppy passing, all those little things. Like, know what you're doing and execute it hard. Like, be super crisp with it and be clean on defense. Don't grab, don't hold. I thought they were very clean on defense, kept their hands up, didn't really get into foul trouble. And then, like I said, be mean and ruthless. Like, if there's a little man on you, you know, uh, put your button into him, 
spin, turn around and go up and with with you know aggression and get a bucket. I thought everybody did that. Uh, Bell, they left him open, like at the to start the game um, about the free throw line. He caught it, took a dribble, a little power dribble, got into the lane, got a bucket. And I thought that I want to say that set the tone, but I thought that was part of the tone that was already being set. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I think they executed two parts of your game plan. I don't think they were really that crisp on offense. I thought uh, there was times, and again, was it a, a matter of, you know, hey, we're blowing out rice, we don't need to be crisp, or was it a matter of, hey, we're just being sloppy because we are sloppy? And it's probably a little bit of both because we've seen them at times this year where they get a little bit lazy with their pass and they do the little one-hand underpass type of things and the turn into turnovers. And, and that happened some tonight on defense. They were locked in and they weren't going to let rice hit threes over them. Of course, rice hit a few. Um, they were going to force them to take the tough jumpers, the mid range game rice hit a few early, but then they started to miss North Texas was getting doing what they do. They were getting the one shot possessions, locking them down, going down on the other end, getting conversions. And really the only thing that, the only reason it wasn't an even bigger lead in the first half was because nobody could kind of hit a three early on, <laughs> right? And and finally, Tyler Perry was able to hit a couple threes there in the first half that really extended the lead. But, I mean, other than Thomas and Usman, the guards didn't do much in that first half. It was really those the, the two bigs that set the tone early and finished Rice off. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think that um... – I mean, well, you're, you're talking about like whether or not anybody had, um, like open looks or something like that. I, I thought they got good looks. They didn't catch them in 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 the rhythm that I think they expected to get them. Also, didn't think that they uh, they were. I mean, you're right. They were not executed as well as Grant McGaslin would like. And I I don't know. I think I have a different standard than he does. And this is why he's a championship winning coach, and I'm just a guy, right? Um, but that was the deal. Is that North Texas was up twenty. And he was complaining about who needs to be stepping where, who needs to be here, upset that they didn't execute the right way. And that's how you, you know, that's how you set a standard. Because, like, yeah, it, it might be enough, whatever you were doing, to beat Rice. But that's not necessarily going to be enough to beat Louisiana Tech, who they play next. Um, or definitely not UAB, who's uh, warming up right now. As we, as we do this podcast, UAB is warming up against FAU. So, again, I'm not going to judge them on a Tony Benford standard. I'm going to judge them on the Grant McCaslin standard. And, again, yeah. it was it was sloppy at times. We expect them to be better um, than they were with some of the turnovers. Yeah, so um, that that's that's a, that's a thing I guess we got to talk about, right? Is that, like, how bad is Rice? And was that a good matchup for them? I say yes. Let's get in there. Let's get a blowout. I think all those – you, you have room for error because Rice – they're a little undersized. They're a little, you know, they're hurt. I think I, I talked to Scott Perrell yesterday in a press conference. And he said they're they're hurt or down or whatever like that. And then, you know, they played hard, tried to execute this, that, and the other. But you could just see from one to to six, they don't really match up with North Texas. Like, um, what was evident to me was that North Texas, everybody was just a better or more committed player or something like that. Uh, I mean, they have some couple guys that are hitting little jumpers, right? Like the, the Mc, was it McBride, that guy? They have McBride, right? Yeah, Terrence McBride. Yeah, he had a couple little jumpers here and there. Uh, but, I mean, nothing that was like, oh, we got to figure out a way to do that. Even their big dude, right, Poteet, 
he he came in looking to to kind of bully or, or counter the bullying that that Usman was doing. But Usman doesn't just use size like hey, I'm so big and then kind of stop. He's always moving. He uses the size and then with like I said with aggression. Poteet couldn't really do anything because he's giving. Uh, I mean, our guys are giving second, third efforts, and Poteet was ready for the first effort, and it was done. It was over with. Yeah, I, the you know the rice big guy there. He's a freshman, so yeah. he's obviously he's going to learn. Like Usman was a freshman last yeah. year, but yeah. you know to to I agree with you on Usman, right? He does handle most of the bigs in Conference USA really well. I mean, he's not just a big guy that's just big out there. He moves his feet really well. He knows where he needs to be. He doesn't try to block a lot of shots, but he gets uh, he gets a few blocks here and there but he's not like a, a sharp or yeah you know sometimes you get these big guys that try to block everybody's shot and they get out of position he doesn't get himself out of position where he gets himself into trouble is when he's a little bit too aggressive you saw the silly foul after he missed a bunny early in the second half and then he, that's his third foul so then they take him out then the fourth foul uh he fouled i think it was poteet or poteet kind of moved him underneath the basket and, and really he just was just a little too aggressive sometimes you can't if you're that important to this team you can't be over aggressive they need you on the floor we saw how much of a difference maker he was tonight you know rice didn't have anybody that can stop him he can go score against lofton he can score over him mm-hmm. right same thing with thomas bell louisiana tech doesn't have anybody to match up with him he can go score against their guys as well too they need both those guys on the floor uh so let, let's take a note I, I know you weren't here uh because you're in katie good crowd for north texas i think a lot of people are wondering how big of a crowd we're going to get a lot of people stayed to the end of the louisiana tech western kentucky game and then left uh for you know one reason or another uh i mean it is you know a, a thursday so i i get it uh, tomorrow we play at 1130. I, I mean, I imagine it's going to be a different kind of crowd, you know, people trying to take the day off or something like that. Uh, great crowd. I thought it was amazing. I, s- I tweeted out a couple uh, of looks there. Um, the the little VIP section was full. Uh, the upper deck had a nice contingent. Lots of people on both sides. And you can see if you're on the other side of the curtain, you can be green over there and still, still see the, the court. So a lot of people did that. Um, I think uh, beyond that, I think we we can kind of close the book on Louis on the Rice. They were not good. Um, I think our expectation they're, they're North Texas favored by eleven. Our expectation was that they would compete, and whether or not that translated into a big win, I think some of that was up to Rice. Uh, but I thought North Texas did not let Rice get comfortable. They came out and they were ready to play, and I appreciate that. They played hard. Like I said, Mac is coaching hard. They're up 20, and he's like, what are you doing? Come on. The ref was so pissed off that Mac was arguing a call. He's like, he undercut him. That the ref was red-faced and went over to the to the huddle and was like yelling at him. Uh, Dowling had to, had to pull him back. The ref was red-faced walking away and shaking his head and going, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so and that, it, <laughs> I looked up. I was like, we're still up. Okay, yeah, we're still up 17 right now. So that's what's that. But that's attention to details. I like it. I mean, you, you're coaching them up now, so it, so they're ready when it matters. They have that on their mind. So cool. Let's look ahead to Louisiana Tech. They've won two games in this tournament. They beat uh, 
What did they beat? They beat uh, I'm blanking now. Uh, was it uh, uh, Marshall? Right? Yeah, they beat Marshall. In a game that was that was close for a little bit, Marshall was a little bit better in this tournament than they were during the regular season. It was 43-44 at one point, uh, and then Marshall started taking bad shots, turned the ball over. Louisiana Tech took full advantage of that, started getting runouts. I don't think Marshall is fast enough to compete or stay stay up with uh, Louisiana Tech. In this one, I didn't get to watch. Obviously, I was watching the North Texas game. Um, Louisiana Tech, uh, it, it was kind of back and forth. They had a big lead. Western came back. Uh, then it was like back and forth throughout the game. Louisiana Tech won late uh, through some clutch baskets. I gotta say from from Kenneth Lofton, he got a clutch basket over uh, uh, Sharp, their seven five center, and then uh, uh, Sharp missed two free throws at the end. He did. Yeah, Lofton hit his. Uh, well, he hit one. He missed the second, and then the potential game winner from half court went nowhere's. Game over. Uh, what is your take on on Louisiana Tech? They were sharp at the end of the Marshall game. They were a little bit lazy. Marshall was able to get some some nice looks and um, was hitting their shots. Like you said, they played better than they had all year, uh, really. On, but then they took care of business uh, tonight again. They looked sharp early, but there in that second half when Western Kentucky was making the run, they looked tired. Mm. Um, looked a little bit gassed, like Western Kentucky was gonna take him, but it really just came down to who we've seen from Western Kentucky the past, I don't know, three, ever, ever since Stansberry's been there, they just can't execute at the end of the game. Nope. You've got guys, you know, night that, you know, can't you get a better shot for them than, than what they got? And then, you yeah, know, they got bailed out. Well, in case with, you don't know, so like uh, uh, McKnight, like try to get a little post up. I guess they like that little one-on-one. Uh, he tried to draw, uh, well, Kobe Williams, Louisiana Tech's Kobe Williams, tried to draw a charge, did a little floppy flop. And so McKnight was like, oh, let me just kind of do a little, I don't know, it was kind of an ugly float. He didn't, he wasn't ready for that. And he didn't have a turnaround, let me just knock it down. He tried to like lean into it. Uh, it was a miss. Ball kind of bounced and then, and then Sharp got the rebound. Is it Jamarian Sharp? Is that what I it is? I think so. Hold on. I didn't have it pulled up. Uh, so he grabbed it, uh, and then he got fouled. Some of that, I don't know. Nobody likes the refs in this one, uh, I got to say. Um, you know, you talk to Western Kentucky refs, and they're like, they're cheating, they hate us. And then you talk to the other guys, similar. It is, yeah, Jamarian Sharp. Man, I'm good. Well, I'm good. Um, so do you think some of that is just getting used to the tournament? And then in which case, do you think that North Texas will have an advantage having played you know, they'll come out strong. It's probably going to balance itself out because I think North Texas will come out strong, but I think Louisiana Tech has a, enough motivation there, right? Mm. They're, they're kind of in that zone that North Texas was in last year where mm. nobody thinks you can win the, you know, the four games in four days. you got a guy that you can basically give the ball to and, you know, he can go win you a game even though they chose not to do that at times tonight, getting the ball to Lofton in crucial situations. Um, so I think it, man, both of these teams, like they play each other so tight. They're always so close. They know each other well. You know, Louisiana Tech loves to get up and down, but they can play slow and they can beat you either way. You know, one of the difference makers for Louisiana Tech tonight was Willis. 
he I, I don't know how many points he had, but I think he had five threes. He had like seventeen, I think. Yeah, he had he, a big shot. He had seventeen, yeah. He had a big um I think he had five threes and then he had the one runner in the lane. Yeah, that uh, was that was huge. He's a he's a transfer out of Incarnate Word, and he's he's been a little bit hit or miss. I think if you remember a lot of Louisiana Tech, if you remember Caleb Ledoux last year, kind of guy that was supposed to be this kind of dude, he's a better version of Caleb Ledoux in my mind. Yeah, I mean, he was really good at Incarnate Word. I think North Texas was one of the teams that was trying to get him to um, come come in this year. So he was kind of that difference maker. Now, Drez – didn't do a great job on him in that first game mm-hmm. when Willis went for 12 points. And then after he hit that fourth three, when they went up by 17, then Drez locked, locked down on him. And then he locked down on him. And then it's going to be the same type of thing. I mean, both these teams know each other again, extremely yeah. well, right? Yeah. There's the, I don't think anybody's going to be able to separate Louisiana, you know, Louisiana tech has the revenge thing. You know, how do you beat three, you know, team three times in a row? Well, they just had to do it against Rice. Now you're going to have to do it against Louisiana Tech. So it's just, I don't know, you just find a way. You got to find a way. Yeah, so to me, uh, I think the the concerns are, if you're looking at it, are Keaton Willis, like you said, I think he's um, he's an X factor because when he's on, they, he can score. I think he's gotten more comfortable as the season has progressed. Remember, he's new to this team. And I think he was kind of figuring out, you know, they're like, hey, we want you to be a scoring guard. But it's kind of hard to just walk on a team like, all right, I'm the scoring guard now, and this is what I'm going to do. Um, it, I think they trust him. I think after a game like this where they're like, man, you, you knocked down five of ten, and then you got that runner in the lane. Uh, if you watch any of that Marshall game, you know that he, he came up big in spots. He got a couple layups uh, just getting into the into the the getting to the cup. Um, he reminds me. I mean, like I said, he's just a he's just a good college basketball player. He's like six three, six four, something like that. He can get to land, he can shoot it. He's just solid. Um, they have a lot of guys like that, and that concerns me, right? They got a was that Kristen, uh, number twenty one. Um, yeah. Amari Archibald. Amari Archibald is like you know he's a he only had five points in this one, but he was plus twelve on the night, right? He he does a lot of little things. He's a good defender. He's in the right spot. He does things that he doesn't make mistakes, you know what I mean? And I think that's that's a thing. Like where Rice is like guys are out of position. You watch USM, some of the terrible teams out here, they're out of position. It reminds me of Alzi Williams. He used to play for North Texas. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Hey, a lot of those guys like you know, they're they're just solid college basketball players. And Amari Archibald is one of those dudes. He's been there for like fourteen years or something like that. Uh Kobe Williams can get into the lane. A lot of these guys, uh, you gotta just they can they can do some things if you let them get open against Marshall. All these dudes can catch it and score in the open court. That's the thing that we North Texas can't necessarily do. We're not so good at scoring in the open court. Uh, you can even see it now, right now. Stone, <laughs> he had a little fast break and threw it to nobody. They had to save it, and Mac was like, "Stone, Stone, just go Shoot get a layup. <laughs> just go get the layup." Well, uh, I mean, they get used to it, like in in practice. I mean, they probably don't. Um, they probably don't execute fast break drills, right? It's just like, all right, everybody, whoa. <laughs> Only people that kind of feel comfortable, and I mean, they had the turnover against UTEP was, you know, Ruben. Mm-hmm. He played fast in high school. Yates is a team that presses and scores a bunch of points. And then Drez. Those are like the only two guys I feel comfortable in the open court. And even then, it's kind of iffy. 
Yeah, I mean, in the Grant McCaslin era, it's been like uh, Ryan Woolridge would run. Um, who am I, Who else am I thinking of? Uh, James Reese. He liked to run. He would like to get in the open court and get some easy dunks. Uh, he's, Grant, he's always calling. He's like, wait, stop, stop. And there's sometimes he's late call. He's like thinking of the play. And there was a couple times tonight where he was like, um, uh, and he's like looking at the defense. He's like, uh, screen, screen Thomas, screen Thomas. And then they run that one. They get a bucket out of it, you know, but he's, he's like looking and thinking, I don't want to he's a bottleneck, but he's a filter for the offense. And if you, if you're used to that every time down, when these dudes is, uh, you know, when the coach is calling a play, you're not going to feel comfortable in the open court sprinting and just making a decision for yourself. That's fine. Uh, that's a trade-off I'm happy to make, considering that North Texas is, uh, what are we now, 24, 24 and something? What's the record now? It is 24, 24 and 4. 24 and 5. 24 and 5. Yeah, I forgot we lost that uh, YouTube game. So uh, I'm, I'm a little scared uh, of Tech uh, just because they have talent. I do think them having played such a tough game and having played the previous day will catch up to them. That's a window that North Texas has. And uh, it's not like, well, they're going to lose because of that. But it's more like, will you take advantage of that window? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would agree. I, I, I'm not scared of Louisiana Tech. I respect them because they're a good basketball program for all the things that you said. But mm-hmm. it's it's not a scary thing. It's going to be a tough game, right? I mean, I think we, we know that even if they are tired, this is a different time of year, right? You you fight through being tired. Mm-hmm. North Texas fought through it last year, got to a championship and won it. And Louisiana Tech, similar thing. They got enough players to beat North Texas, even if they're tired. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's it's scared, right? But you're just, you're nervous as a fan because yeah, yeah. it's all on the line. You don't really have that at large thing at large bid uh to fall back on right it's it's a win or basically get to the nit i will say you know ken Baum. we were at before the utep game we were at 44 and ken palm and we're at 43 now so we we move climb back up and then i think in the the net rankings we were up to 42 um, we'll see how all the different type of upsets and things that happen today in college basketball, how that shakes out. But again, any loss other than to UAB is going to drop you at least five spots. Right? I'm, sp- I'm spinning the laptop around so that way Greg can see the. Uh, the... I got uh, the I got my little uh, screen up here, <laughs> um, my second computer screen. I'm watching the uh, the UTEP and Middle Tennessee game. Just went to halftime. Yeah, that one's 25-21 Middle with the lead. Uh, I don't know what the scores are. Uh, I'm watching over here. I saw Jelly Walker just hit a bucket. It's 15 minutes left in that one. UAB is up 12 to 8, in case you're wondering when we're recording this one. Uh, it's, it, we're keeping this one relatively short, right? It's about a 20-minute episode or whatever this is. So we got, let's say, about 7 minutes. It'll be a 30-minute episode. I think, uh, so what are the takeaways? Uh, North Texas played well against Rice. Did Took care of business. You like that. You expected that to happen. You didn't waste energy beating them up. You got the bench guys out there. Uh, and like you said, like everybody's having to play all these things. So, it's you know, the work to be ready for the conference is in the offseason, right? You're getting yourself ready, getting in conditioning, all that other good stuff. Like this is where it just shows, right? You can do little things to tweak where it's like, you know, 
uh, level A plus or level A. You know, it, it's it's really just minor details. It's not gonna. You're not. That's why I get frustrated. People are like they gotta work on them free throws. Like, it's it's too late to work on free throws now. You're not gonna become a better free throw shooter in one night. You know, it's not gonna happen. Like you just you gotta work on everything else. Uh, like making sure that you you're you understand the specific assignments for the specific team tonight. Um, I talked to the trainer, right? His name's Andrew. I forget his last name. He was walking. I missed the press conference. It was kind of packed in there as uh, what the Brett Vito, uh, some random other people. There's a lot of people in there. So I walked out and I, was, I found the, the trainer. So I'm walking. And I was like, hey, dude, how are you going to get this North Texas team ready for tomorrow? And he says, I'm going to, we're going to get calories. I'm going to feed them. I'm going to load them up. They're going to eat a lot. Uh, whatever they want, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're college kids. All that other stuff about some specific diets and maybe Olympian stuff, whatever. These are college kids. Uh, you know, I could tell them what to eat, and then they're going to door dash whatever they want to eat anyway, so we're just going to let them eat whatever they want. And it's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, we're going to load them up, get some rest. Uh, probably going to eat within the hour, and that was, like, pretty much immediately after the game. So that was, like, 30 minutes after the game. They're probably eating now. So we're going to eat now. Uh, you know, get watch some film, get some rest, wake up early. Game's at 11.30. We're going to be out here by 10, you know. I was like, what, do y'all go to a restaurant or something? Are you going to, like, what's the plan? He said, no, no, the hotel takes care of it. All of that, we want to make it super easy. We're just going to go up there and eat it up. So th- you're wondering what's happening and how they're going to eat. That's how they're going to eat. That's what they're going to do right now. Um, so they should be ready to go. There's another advantage of being at home, I think. Uh, you know, maybe. I don't know. No, I think it's it's a definite advantage. It's all about, you know, getting yourself prepared, ready to go tomorrow. Uh, I think that... Um, What's, what's really important to understand about this North Texas team is they're built for March. Mm-hmm. They're built to win in these situations, these type of games that we're going to be in tomorrow, right? It just kind of, you know, if, what, if Louisiana Tech jumps out to an early run, weather the run, stay the course. That's, that's the most important thing. You can't let it get too far like it did against UTEP, <laughs> but you still got to, you know, that. It, Every time that they played Louisiana Tech, it's been a game of runs back and forth. And so you're just going to have to work through all that tomorrow. Um, limit the turnovers. You can't have the, the turnovers like you did tonight. Louisiana Tech had 20 turnovers tonight that nearly cost them the game. So you're, you're hopeful that you can force them to be um, lackadaisical with the ball and get turnovers. But, again, it's, it's always a possession-to-possession warfare with these two teams. <laughs> So yeah, you look at the way like like Louisiana Tech. They have a good head coach. We've talked on this show before about how much we like Eric Conkle, that he always has a set ready. He's always looking to get his guys. You know, he talks about easy buckets. If you look at man for man, uh, Louisiana Tech, they're talented, but they're not like uh, like outside of Keaton Willis or Keaston Keaston Willis, and maybe Kobe Williams. You're not. They don't have guys that you're gonna say here. Here's a ball go score against a set defense it's not really that kind of team but all of their guys can run they can catch and shoot they can attack the basket with athleticism and so he puts them in position to do that right you get lofted down in the post and then you start doubling them he kicks it out the guy hits an open three or somebody slashes and they'll finish at the rim because they're they have the athleticism or defensively you know they get a turnover and they get out and run and you know guys are running for for scores that's that's how they'll win. So like, what's the antidote to that? It's don't turn the ball over, right? Don't double if you don't have to, um, or stay home or know who the shooters are. You know, like you're gonna probably leave 
uh, I can't even pick a guy who's gonna hit a bunch of threes on us. But you're gonna live, <laughs> you're gonna live like, a, leave like a Kristen open uh, against a Willis, right? I mean, the, you you have to know your scouting report, know who the shooters are. That those are the details that matter. You can work on that. You can't really make yourself a better free throw shooter in one night, but you know you can know who you need to close out on. Yeah. So, um, anything else? What else we want to say? I would say, say that you? if you're if you're listening to this podcast tonight, you know, be careful going to the game tomorrow. I, I think mm-hmm. that you're under winter weather advisory. There is a chance for some some winter weather, some, some slippery ice. roads. Yeah. So um, yeah, if you're if you're gonna make it out tomorrow morning, get there early. Um, take your time and be safe and enjoy the game. Uh, one last shout out uh, because we didn't uh, sh- talk about them. The women played today, uh, and they balled out. Well, one specific person balled out, uh, and that was uh, was it Ali Ali Gomez. She was uh, unable to miss. Uh, that must be unfortunate, you know just being unable to miss uh, just all day, forever and always. Uh, she was hitting buckets. Conference USA semifinals versus Charlotte tomorrow at 4.30 in the p.m. is the time. That's when, when that happens, uh, in case you're wondering. So you got a couple couple games to, to watch tomorrow, team. Uh, like I said, North Texas plays tomorrow, court A, 11.30 a.m. against Western Kentucky. North Texas plays at... Uh, the women play at 4:30 court A against Charlotte in the semifinals. So those games are the the women's games tomorrow. Are the late games, the men's are the early games, and then Saturday is a championship. Uh, we very well could see a doubleheader. It's very possible uh, for uh, the North Texas Mean Green men play at 7:30, but before that, the Mean Green women playing at 4:30 p.m. on Saturday, March 12th. So uh, clear your calendar, Greg. Clear your calendar, please. <laughs> I'm ready to go. It's just, just nervous time, right? You know, yeah. just get to tomorrow morning, be locked in, and and hopefully we're able to win the also game. You might need to get your piggy break, break it out, you know, because you're gonna have to go to the tournament. You might have to go fly like Milwaukee or something, and then wherever the women's final four. Yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of traveling for a Mean Green fan this time. It's a good time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, it's been the Mean Green Nation podcast, and. Uh, Thanks for listening. Go Mean Green.